Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined only Mr. Andrew Hansen, and we're going to discuss this week's PGA event, the CEO in beautiful Hawaii. How are you today, Andrew? And are you ready for some golf? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, get, just got a little taste of it last week uh, with the Century Tournament of Champions and those beautiful vistas. I mean, that is just incredible to watch that golf. And so we get to go back to Hawaii again and ease into this 2021 calendar. Yeah, yeah. It's I'll tell you what, golf is fun, man. I, I love playing DFS golf. And there's some good contests out there, you know, big money ones on, on all three sites, uh, not just DraftKings and FanDuel, but Yahoo has some really nice golf events as well. So let's uh, let me ask you this first off the bat. I do know that this is one of the shorter yardage tournaments of all the tournaments that they play uh, at the Sony Open. You want to give us a little course history, give us uh, your feel sort of for the course this week and is it going to be dominated by the, the short players? Yeah, it is much different than last week's course. The only real overlap is that they're both in Hawaii. Last week was almost 7,600 yards. Yeah. Par 73. This week, we're looking at par 70 and only right around 7,044 yards. So Yeah, that's short for those guys. Over 500 yards shorter. And a different course layout, not as much uh, undulation and elevation change. So a, kind of a flatter, tighter course. So it is more about, you know, not so much length, really. It's, it's more tee to green. And right. you see, you've seen guys here who uh, like to come here repeatedly because yeah. it's a shorter hitter's course. Guys like Charles Howell III, who right. has been incredible course history here so yeah it's all about the the shorter hitters this week i agree with you and you know in that vein i know you pulled some really cool stats for us to help us hone in on who to play but i pulled a, uh, an interesting article here and it talks about it's called the short stuff who's the best on courses under 7100 yards and this goes back multiple years to get a really good look at that. And let me give you some of the mentions. Some of these guys are not playing, but you can learn from this and remember for, for going forward, because we're going to have some short courses throughout the season. But you have Rory McIlroy, Webb Simpson, of course, Danny Lee, the aforementioned Charles Howell III, Stuart Sink, Abraham Answer, and Kevin Strillman. Those, those are the top guys consistently over the last several multiple years of uh, uh, crushing it on the small courses. And to give you an idea of some of the guys, uh, Webb Simpson is averages 67.9, which is amazing on, on shorter courses under 7,100. Justin Thomas, 68. Matsuyama, 68.2. Abraham Answer, 68.5. And then Keegan Bradley, 68.5. And Charles Howell, 68.6. So just to give you an idea of a small group of guys that, you know, are, are great on the on this short course and uh, statistics, I'm going, we haven't discussed this, but I'm going to guess that your efficiency T to green. You know, I, I would often look at a stat like that for a course like this. 
This week, I actually didn't pull a specific stat like that okay. and dive in because I, I think we're in a unique spot here. This is the first full field tournament of the calendar year. True. So we have a, we have a lot of guys who haven't played competitively in over a month. Okay. So so it you know, evens I, out the field a little bit. It evens yeah. out the field a little bit. I mean, the key stat to me really is just course history because sure. this tournament is always played in January. So who shows up here and plays well repeatedly? And and the short course history that you just described, those guys who historically play well on all short courses, I think yeah. that's a relevant stat. That's relevant information. But in I general, agree. this week, you know, I'm going a little bit lighter on my play and using a little bit smaller player pool, a pool of players, because okay. you know, with with the layoff, with COVID, uh, I think it's just it's harder to gain an edge because we don't have data. I mean, you and I love to watch the golf week to week and see how guys are performing, yeah. and and use that to our advantage. We just don't have that after a month layoff. So to me, it's it's a little bit more about the course history than anything. That's fantastic. And speaking of that, I'll give you the last handful of winners here. And then I, I'm sure, you know, we can discuss as we go through some of the guys who have, you know, consistently really good uh, history here. But uh, uh, last, the defending champs, Cameron Smith, the year before was Matt Kuchar. And then the guy before I, I opened our call, but when I called you and said, hello, Patton Kazire, please. And he won it in 2018, which you knew. So you already beat me in a quiz and we didn't even start yet. Then Justin Thomas with a, a 253 total in 2017. Sickening. Uh, Fabian Gomez, Jimmy Walker, Russell Henley, Henry, Henley, and Johnson Wagner. I haven't heard of Johnson Wagner in a while. I think he's off the tour. But uh, that's sort of the last uh, eight years of champs. You know, you can go back a while, a ways just to see that the, the short hitters are awesome here. Zach Johnson won here, KJ Choi, David Toms, all those guys that are, you know, pre precision golfers, Paul Azinger, even Brad Faxon back in the day. Those guys were all short hitters, but very, very accurate, especially with their irons. So um, excellent. Before we do uh, have you breaking down these guys completely, Let's go with the betus.com.pa odds to win this event. I'm going to give you some odds here, and then we're going to put the first drop the first quiz on you of the year. So I'm going to give you the top 10 favorites, and I'll just say right off the bat, I'm, I'm not a chalk player. I don't usually play the chalk, but I love the chalk this week. The favorite to win this tournament is Webb Simpson, plus 1,000, and he's – my favorite player on the, on this card. Uh, Morikawa, 1,100. Ing Harris English, who's playing great golf, 1,300. Matsuyama, 1,800. A big bet came in on Berger. He dropped from 1,800 to 1,300. So he's now uh, up a notch. Neiman, who's been playing tough, was in the thick last week, is plus 2,000. We're seeing a little money flow towards Sunjay M at plus 1,500. And Abraham answer 2200 and the defending champ Cam Smith at 2600. So your quiz is 11 through 15. You need to get three before you miss three. So you got early more misses than usual because it's early on. So what do you got okay. for the next five favorites 11 
through 15, according to betus.com.pa. How about a, another guy who has won here a little bit farther back in time, 2010? Yeah. That's Ryan Palmer. He is 16th. That's incredible. No way. Yes, he's 16th. Redo those odds. Plus 20. If I go, if I go bet on him right now, maybe he'll get up to 15. <laughs> <laughs> so you are right. missed by a whisker. All right. Well, how about one of the other former winners you mentioned, Russell Henley? Correct. You have hit this one right on the 15th spot. So you Beautiful. barely made it. Yes, plus 28. I like, I like how this is going. All right. How about one of the world's best who is uh, getting a little bit older, but he, he's uh, made a, a swing change recently that he's excited about, Adam Scott. Rats. You got it. 13 plus 2,900. So you got two misses or one make with three guys remaining. All right. How about another guy who has good course history here, Kevin Kisner? He is the next one on the chart at number 15. So you, your streak of phenomenal performances here continues. The other guy was Kevin Kisner and Zach Johnson believe it or not, which surprised me that he was in the top 15 odds-wise. So, And then to finish it out, 16 through 20, Palmer, Billy Horschel, Horschel, Lanto Griffin, Brendan Todd, and Sergio. So very interesting. Good odds, though. Not any super chalk. I mean, I think Simpson's going to be very highly owned, and he is the favorite. Uh, but uh, I just I think his course history here is just too much to pass up. So Want to break down some of the players for us a little bit? Give us an idea of where you're leaning here. Uh, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we get it out Tuesday dinner time. So you have all day Wednesday to listen to it. And then uh, Thursday, even Thursday morning, you can put your lineups in because it's Hawaii time. So it'll be much later. I think it's an eight-hour difference here in Central Time. So, all right, talk about some players here. All right, so... Uh, I'd like to go over some of the former winners that you mentioned. So Cameron Smith is going to be popular. He won it last year. 9,600 on DraftKings. I think he's certainly in play. Um, you know, he had that terrific finish in the Masters, so he's playing with a lot of confidence. Kuchar, I'm not going to play. Don't like his recent form. Yeah. Patton Kazire seems like your kind of cash play to he me is. this week. He, he's in his, my lineup. I uh, see. <laughs> Four straight top 32 finishes for him. Yeah. So, you know, that was in the November, December time frame, former winner. So that a lot of good stuff there That's at a decent true. price. Yeah. Fabian Gomez, I don't plan to play. He's only made one out of his last six cuts. He is very cheap, but uh, don't don't like his recent form. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Jimmy Walker. He, he won back to back, but he's really been struggling here the last couple of years. Henley won it in 2013, and he had some nice tournaments in the fall. He's a little bit expensive, so he's a possibility. Not my favorite value. And then I, I want to hit on Ryan Palmer again because I think he'll be somewhat popular, although I'm surprised his price is so high, 9200 on DraftKings. Expensive. And you know the thing is he finished fourth last week, and he finished fourth here last year. Yeah. And I listened to one of the interviews with him uh, after the Century TOC, and he was really looking forward to this week, confident. 
um, talked about how he liked playing on this course. Yeah. So he was sort He's of on my Dallas radar. He's a guy here, man. I yeah, that's Palmer, right. But guess what he is on Fandle? 10-5. Yeah, so that's the thing. Is a guy like that, you don't really want to pay premium salary for him. A lot. Um, so that that's a, that's a tricky one. Plus, he, um, he did fall apart a bit on Sunday. He was yep. in the thick of it, and right. I think he may have shot over par, believe it yeah, or not. Yeah, he shot in Sunday. the 70s, and a lot of yeah. guys were going low. Yeah. Now, here's, the, here's another stat, talking about recent form that I heard today, that six of the last seven winners in this event played the week before. So mm. there's a lot to be said for playing in that Century TOC, getting four rounds under your belt, and then... Uh, shifting over to this course at Wailai. Uh So looking at some of the guys who played last week, Sung J.M. Uh, stands out to me. And I yeah. like that 15 to 1. He's getting uh, a lot of attention. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I know he's a, a longtime favorite of yours. Yeah. So consistent. You know, last year, oh. he's a little bit um, a little bit down just with COVID. He wasn't really. Not as his- bad as you'd think, though. I mean, now, he's steady as a rock. He is steady know? as a rock, but he wasn't like no, pushing he wasn't. top fives. He was ex- there was more expected of him. And now I think he's ready because he he bought that house in you know near Atlanta, so he's he's yeah. he's grounded. And last week he was tied for fifth, so he's like the perfect candidate for me for a guy who played last week, playing well, and we know that the the tee to green is so important here. Yes. So I, I like him at uh, he can, ninety. He can put the eyes out of the. Yeah, course too. Oh, and so. he's the best for making cuts. Like he yeah. will grind every shot. Oh, to, he to very make the cut. seldom misses a cut. No, yeah, he no, plays there. You could you watch him, and he plays with that edge. Like, you know, I'm sure he's very wealthy now at this point in his career. But he still, you could see he's one of those guys that looks like he's got something to prove, mm-hmm. and he's always out there grinding it. So. When you play him, you feel like you're getting banged for your buck when you watch him, you know? Yeah. No, I love it. I love playing him because he, he never gives up. Um, so a couple of the guys from last week that we haven't um, touched on, really. Uh, Lanto Griffin, he was tied for 13th. And last year, he was tied for 7th here. Another yeah. another one of those guys who's not a long hitter. So this is the ideal type of course for him. Good yeah. price, 8100 on DraftKings. Morikawa, one of the expensive guys who's in this yeah. field, he has some Hawaiian history, family history. Last year, there was a lot of interest in him in this tournament. He only finished tied for 21st. Um, and then, you know, after that major victory, he kind of hit a bit of a lull. But with uh, the new calendar year here, a little bit of rest, he finished tied for seventh last week. I'm willing to consider paying his price tag. Very dangerous. Now, do you like him over Simpson because they're the top two priced guys? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. It is um, tough. It's hard to get you know, both. It's, it's hard to get both. I don't I don't plan to get both. You know, it, it's certainly easier on FanDuel to get either one of them. Right. Uh, so I think I'm I'm more likely to play one of them on FanDuel. You know, Webb Simpson. He, he, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So I understand why he's your favorite. He just yeah. dominates these shorter courses. He does. Um, he's, so, I mean, he just, you talk about irons, control of your irons. That guy's like a robot. Yeah. And he is, he is such a robot that in a course like this, you're kind of surprised if he doesn't finish in the top 10. 
Absolutely. So and especially the way he puts, he's top five on the tour in putting too. So, yeah. So I like him for cash, uh, cash uh, contests for sure. I think for my first GPP lineup, I will not have him. Yeah. Because you know I'd like to just try to get a few more guys who I think can finish. Morikawa absolutely is super dangerous too. I mean, yeah. I I may flirt with a lineup on Fanduel with trying to put both in and then go with two cheap guys. I don't really like to do that, but I do think they're the top two guys in this event personally. And I know their odds are, you know, two of the favorites and their price is the two highest. So I'm not telling anybody something they don't know, but look how many times we've faded that first one, two or five guys. I just think these two are so legit. It's going to be hard for them not to be top 10 kind of guys. Right. One more guy I want to mention from last week is Abraham Answer. He finished with a final round 66, so you like that momentum. He's sure. 9,400 9, on DraftKings, and he's one of the guys you mentioned from that, that article, that study about shorter courses. You know, This yeah. is right in his wheelhouse, just like Webb Simpson. He's a lot cheaper, so you know, Answer is going to find a lot of my lineups. Definitely. What about Charles Howe III? I know he's one of your favorites. Yeah, well, he was uh, interesting that that one tournament. Uh, we were talking about him quite a bit. Yeah, you know, wasn't it the is, Masters? Was it the Masters? I think it was. Yeah. 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 So he has, uh, in terms of top twenty fives in this event, he has thirteen of them. It's ridiculous. He's thirteen for nineteen. So he shows up here and he gets in the top twenty five. He also has two seconds and two thirds. He's only eight thousand. On, on DraftKings, so... Yeah, 9700 on FanDuel, so a little bit of different pricing. But, yeah, on DraftKings, I thought he was a, a lock and load, personally, at that number. Yeah, especially in a cash contest. I mean, he is going to yeah. be highly owned, so you won't get really unique with him in a GPP, but pretty solid uh, option for sure. Yeah. And so there were a couple other guys that are cheaper in terms of course history who I could get into. Um, remember James Hahn when we were on him a little bit in the fall? He had three yeah. straight top tens. Yeah, he, he as opposed it. to John Ha. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, James, we, I, we were confusing. I was confusing those two a little bit, but no, Hahn was Hahn can play. Yeah, he can so play. I don't mind that. And your value, your value plays for those listening to for the first time to our PGA deal. I'll tell you what, if you just played the two or three value picks that Andrew did every week, you were you were golden. I mean his value picks are rock solid. I'm gonna knock on wood so I'm not jinxing you. But yeah, your guy your guys make the cut and they're at a price that it lets you stack some people. So take notes on these guys. So James Hahn's number one of the value guys. He's right up there as one of the value guys and you know certainly hopefully a guy that will pay off in DFS. But like you said, you can bet him to make the cut. Uh, that's that's another way you can get some value from this show, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but 7,300 on DraftKings, he finished second in this tournament in 2018. And like we said, he had a good fall. So I, I like his price. Um, Snedeker, there, there's, a, there's several guys around 7,200 on yeah. DraftKings that I think are in play. Um, Stuart Sink is one that you just mentioned on short courses. Yeah. He won last fall sort of has a resurgence. So, you know, he's a guy that has upside at 7,200. So Snedeker is, is the next guy I was going to mention. 
Okay. Same price on DraftKings. He finished 12th here last year, finished second here in 2016. He didn't have a great year last year, but, you know, the, talk about a guy who can roll it. One of the best putters on the planet. Oh, no question. So, And, you know, just so you guys know, on FanDuel, Snedeker's 88, Sink and Hahn are 87. So they're all really good value plays. Okay. Um, one, I'm going to only mention one guy in the $6,000 range for DraftKings this week. Uh-oh. Get yeah. ready. Peter Malnati. Okay. And Wasn't he, he in uh, the Karate Kid, or is that somebody different? Uh, he he might have been. <laughs> Peter um, Macchio or something? No, I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. All right, so, so I'm making fun of this guy, so he should make the cut just on that. He, yeah, exactly. So remember, Malnati had two top fives in October. He had a little bit of a hot stretch there. I don't remember last... that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for him. I, I can't even find him on, on FanDuel. How cheap is he? Let's I'm see. not sure. I didn't pull his FanDuel price. I mean, but he's the ticket to get Simpson and Morikawa if we can He very determine. well could be. You know, he's he's a as a general profile, though, he's a bit more yeah. of a GPP play than probably you like because he's got some volatility. Yes. But he did finish tied for 12th here last year. Oh, he's 8,400 on FanDuel. Okay. They respect him on FanDuel, so... That should tell you a little something. What what was he on DraftKings? Only sixty nine hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. That could be a nice for a GPP build. There you are, Sanderson Farms second, Shriners Hospital fifth, and those were nice fields too. Mm -hmm. And he finished on Sundays in his last four tournaments. He he made minus nine, minus five, minus one, minus three. So the dude can finish as well. Let's hear it. I wonder if Malnati, I wonder if he's Italian. That could be a, a vote for one of my paisans out there. <laughs> Little Malnati. I don't know. I have any idea he's Italian, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm I'm off off stride here. Now I want to know his his uh, heritage here. Yeah. Looking here. I don't know if he's Italian, but he does wear a, a bucket hat. Uh, so he's got a bit of a unique look That's sometimes. That's right. He is the bucket hat yeah. guy now. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that'll, that'll stand out. Look at his round fours. Tenth on tour. Averaging uh, or uh, minus 17 for that last stretch of, of six tournaments. So that's you know, not bad at all for super value. Yeah. And if he makes the cut, we may have to include him in our weekend lineups that we give out go. to members. Yeah, he's not afraid to finish if he can get to it. Uh, w one more value play in the 7K range, good old Brian Harmon. Uh, you know, not a long hitter, as we know. Uh, tied for fourth here in 2018, tied for 13th two years before that. Uh, so he's he's a, a glue guy who's usually, uh, he's usually going to make the cut. So there, there's a guy you can add to the mix as well. I like him. I have I have one guy that he's not a huge value, but he's a guy I watched some last week, and he just he's one of those guys that has that edge too. Now he played terrible on Sunday and shot a three over, but he was minus two, minus seven, minus three the first three rounds and was right in the thick of it. And it's Jason Kokrak, and the reason I like him is he just showed stretches in the zozo he was right in the thick of it finished 17th 
He won the, the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek with a, a sparkling 64 on Sunday. I just, you know, just from watching him last week, you know, he was a little upset with himself on Sunday. I think he comes out with a bit of a chip on his shoulder and just somebody that isn't exactly a short player, but he can putt. And I just, I think that he's, uh, he's a guy I just want to throw in the mix with your value group. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got some length off the tee. Yeah, but uh, don't you really add, need it. But maybe yeah, he goes three wood a lot, you know. Yeah, and then you add the the confidence that he has from winning last year, and again, you know, just the fact that he played last week should help him. Absolutely, uh, be ready to go this week. So, no doubt. And listen, I want to say real quick, if you want to join in, I mean, we we did a basketball NBA podcast earlier. That's posted already. We're going to get this golf one up for this week, uh, for this Sony Open, but. Join us, DFS Coach Talk. You know, you've got, uh, we've got seven day a week NBA podcasts, our weekly golf podcast. We also give weekend golf lineups. We don't do a secondary podcast, but on Friday, we'll give you that, that weekend lineup, which we really had a tremendous amount of success with. I, I had to bail out several times <laughs> after the cut there and, and do stuff on the weekend and it, it worked out. And then, uh, Andrew and, and, uh, Shane doing some of the best NFL DFS work in the industry now that it's uh, playoff time. So DFSCoachTalk.com, you can take advantage of the tremendous offer by our partners, BetUS.com.pa. You, you, uh, if you're a first-time depositor with uh, BetUS and you deposit $149, you get a free membership with DFS Coach Talk that runs all the way from today, January 12th through April 1st. And great to take advantage of. If you don't want to do the BetUS thing and just want to join Coach Talk, we have a weekly, a monthly, an annual uh, membership. Or if you want the 149 special, you get that that goes until April 1st. So we'd love to have you join us. We're red hot right now. And we're just catching stride now with multiple sports going. So we're very excited about that. Also, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter throughout the day, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew's at Language Olympic, and Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane, where you can follow all of us at DFS Coach Talk. And can you tell, uh, since you did so great with it in the NBA one, and I put you on the spot, can you tell them this new uh, tongue twister offer that we have for uh, a giveaway? No, I can't. So I'm just going to say... Go to Twitter, find us at DFS Coach Talk, and it's our pinned tweet from this morning. Joe and Tyler got everything organized for us, so you'll see all the details there. You just have to retweet it, uh, become a subscriber with us on YouTube. I think there's one other task in there. You but, have to uh, like and retweet the the post. Yeah, you're, yeah. the tongue twister was going to get you, but you didn't yeah, exactly. Didn't, so I'm not even going to try. You're chicken. <laughs> just go, just go on there and and do those tasks and you'll be entered for the free week membership drawing. And they're not big tasks. They're click the like, retweet it, f- subscribe on YouTube. And, you know, we our one big ask every podcast, please just take a second on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to us. That's extremely important. And then hit the little uh, alert button. That tells you exactly when all of our podcasts post. So, all right, we don't want to go too long here. First golf outing of the year, but uh, any final words or wrap up on the golf side? Thank you all for uh, joining us today and enjoy the coverage over the weekend. 
Absolutely. And uh, we hope you join us for NBA and, and uh, golf and, and then football here coming up in a couple of days. Uh, that podcast will post as well. So appreciate you listening in. Uh, send us any feedback through Twitter or uh, through uh, DFS Coach Talk, our website. I love any input, comments. We always respond as well. So we appreciate you listening. Exciting to watch some golf uh, Thursday through Sunday in beautiful Hawaii. So uh, I was out there about three years ago in January. And oh my gosh, if you have never been there, you got to go. And I know it's COVID time, but once that clears, man, there's there is not anything more beautiful I've ever seen than Hawaii. So I think uh, just getting a taste of that watching the golf will be fun for all of us. So great job. Appreciate you, Andrew. And uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. Uh, we'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.